Hey everyone, you're tuning in to Startups Unedited. I am your host, Justin Dorfman, and I'm here with my co-host, uh, George Soto. And today we're joined by Amadeo Pelice, the founder and CEO of MAP3. Welcome to the show, Amadeo. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, George. Uh, good to be here. Awesome, awesome. Well, I was super excited to have you on the show. Um, you and I worked closely together at blockchain.com for about a year. And you recently uh, left blockchain.com to start your own crypto company. And uh, congratulations, you got accepted to Y Combinator. So that's, I think, a huge stamp of approval. Um, and I definitely want to dig into all that stuff. But before we, we do, uh, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to, to found Math3. Uh, thanks, Justin. Um, excited to be here. And, and thanks for the kind intro. Um, I, I've been working in the crypto space uh, for now 10 years. This is my 10th year. So this officially puts me in the crypto boomer category. Um, I have a you know mixed background in computer science and finance. So I originally studied accounting and hated it and dropped out and started a crypto exchange, uh, which was the UK's first exchange um, in 2013 called CoinFloor. Uh, I was there for four years. Um, I then went back to school, did a CS degree, uh, I joined an Ethereum startup um, in the London scene before joining blockchain.com where we work together. And um, one of my biggest uh, things at blockchain.com, as you may remember, was leading the assets and networks team. So we helped um, you know, our customers be able to access more crypto tokens and access more crypto networks. And at Map3, we're building an open source uh, crypto infrastructure company around that same mission helping other developers integrate crypto networks into their products, taking all those learnings uh, over the last 10 years and trying to make it easy for other folks to, to integrate crypto as well. And Amadeo, you've been, you're basically, as you sort of alluded to earlier, you're a crypto OG. You know, I think about hearing about crypto really like, you know, the beginning of the, the blockchain. And then of course, um, you know, just, just all this sort of buzz that's been going on over the, um, over this, the last several years. So you've you've been, in, like, again, I would say that you're a, an OG veteran. What drove you to pursue a career in crypto in the first place, right? There's a lot of different, you know, avenues, um, especially as long as you've been in it, right? Like, you know, it wasn't as obvious uh, or as popular back then. Um, and, and, you know, sort of what keeps you building in the space after all these years? Yeah, so, it, I mean, uh, George, you mentioned uh, like what keeps you building in this space is like is a question that I continue to ask myself, especially you know late last year where crypto, you know a lot of scams and and blowups occurred in the industry, and and it's it's a really relevant question for anyone in, still building today. Um, what got me into crypto back then was um, actually my ex co-founder uh, Mark Lamb, which is a fellow crypto builder as well. He convinced us to pivot our kind of side project slash startup into, into a crypto exchange. And he said back then that crypto may end up being larger than the internet and that we had to, we had to, you know, be a part of it. Um, and, and I think that remains true today. Um, and it's, it's more true today than it was um, in like 
December 2012 or something when, when we were having that conversation. Um, in, in short, I think crypto has the opportunity to really change finance for folks um, all over the world. So I grew up in the Dominican Republic. Um, in 2001, we had 54% inflation. Um, folks back home, you know, still don't have access to first world financial services. Uh, and so I think the potential to really change um, money uh, is is humongous and, and more relevant today than ever. So that is what makes me, uh, you know, uh, drives me to continue to build in crypto and uh, certainly pushes me through these darker times that, that we are in as an industry. Yeah, you talk about darker times. I, I think personally, my experience is that uh, the crypto industry you know, I've worked in several different industries. I've worked in cloud computing and influencer marketing. And my experience is crypto is the hardest industry that I've ever worked in. And I think it's a combination of, of the, the pace, the speed of innovation, the fierce competition, but also all the uh, volatility and the FUD uh, that exists in that world. Um, but you mentioned, you know, the last year has been sort of I, I think I heard you say the deepest crypto uh, winter that you've experienced, and you've been through a couple of these, uh, and you've gone and, and started a crypto startup in a crypto winter. Uh, so I'd love to hear what that's like, right? What is it like to start a crypto company in a crypto winter? And how do you stay focused and stay motivated? Uh, you know, how do you ignore all the FUD and just and keep building at a time like uh, like right now? It's hard. There's no like secret uh, sauce or secret pill. Uh, it's just hard. Um, it is the best time to build a business in, in a downturn generally in tech or or more you know broadly in in, in the economy. I think um, when it comes to crypto, it's a, it's particularly a good time to build in a downturn because crypto is still misunderstood by investors, by the media, and, and by the broader population, what you find is that it's an industry that attracts a lot of tourists, both tourists, you know, people and, and tourist capital, tourist money. And in the uptimes and in the high times, that can really make it, you know, hard to stand out amongst the sea of folks that are doing things that don't make a lot of sense or maybe like doesn't have like economic fundamentals of their businesses or, or projects. But in a downturn, you, you're you sort of left with this lagging amount of infrastructure that was all built up, you know, in the upturn but with, with way less people to take advantage of that. And so the way I like to think about it is we're building in today's crypto market with the infrastructure of 2022 or like late 2021, which was the high. But we're, um, we have the opportunity to capture market share of 2025 with a lot more leverage, right? And so it's it's sort of like, um, you know, in like a perfect market, which goes up, uh, let's say like a little bit every year, um, it, it's sort of hard to, um, to get market share where everything is constant, right? Like folks are spending the same amount of marketing dollars or the same amount of uh, investments in engineering and other things. But now you've, you've got all this, all these investments that were made in infrastructure that now you can take advantage of to try to get market share uh, over the next few years with a lot more, um, you know, leverage and intensity. And so like I quit because it, we were starting to get in a, into a crypto downturn 
and it was the right time. I never dreamed that, uh, you know, three, three to four months later, uh, you would have all these blowups. Um, it's like FTX was particularly um, bad for, for our industry, but, um, but it, you know, the, 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 the premise still stands. It is still the best time to build. Um, it might just be like the, the longest, you know, winter uh, for, for crypto, but the opportunity remains. Well, let's talk a little bit about YC. First of all, like that, that all makes sense to me. And, you know, it's, I gotta say it's, uh, it's courageous because there are a lot of folks who are just like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't take that risk right now. You know, you know, the fear, right? Fuck fear, man. I just hate fear so much across a variety of different aspects of life or, or this reality. Um, as a, as a side note, um, just because I noticed what it does to me, um, in my decision-making, right. So I just got to give you kudos, um, for actually, you know, taking that risk in, in the midst of this stuff. And, uh, you're right. Cause you always end up hearing later on everyone that, you know, took that risk uh, or, or those stories of, of, of the folks who got out of it, um, you know, and how successful they, they were. But let's talk about YC because first of all, again, like YC is, you know, absolutely incredible, right? Um, you know, I, I remember sitting in the Bay Area, oh boy, I, 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 I'm going to say 2008 or something and, uh, or, or probably before that actually. And, uh, and hearing about but YC meeting a couple of YC when Paul had just launched it uh, when he was still, you know, obviously running it. And uh, it's it's come a long way, and it is the premier organization of its kind. So kudos to you. You know w- what is that experience like? You know, and it, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that about that journey for the folks who are, you know, super curious around getting into YC. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been dreamlike, and it's been incredible. We're super um, we're we're super privileged and, and grateful to be joining the YC community. Um, I actually applied to YC with with that first startup ten years ago, and so it's always been um, something I, I look forward to in in my career to to be able to learn from um, from the YC way of, of doing of creating companies and and all the principles you know instilled by PG and and all the likes. Um, my co-founder actually wrote his like master's degree dissertation in Lisp using PG's book back in the day. So, you know, we're all very much indoctrinated into the YC, you know, uh, religion uh, before even joining. And so for us, um, the process was very simple. So we just applied and um, they really like sort of technical teams that can build and sell. And I think, you know, we had that that credibility, right? We've built some things in crypto before. Um, we, we like to think that we can get our product to market and sell it as well. And so, um, you know, past the first interview, they called us the next day and they, um, you know, they asked us a couple more questions and, and, and we got accepted. Um, the experience since joining has been great. So YC really is an accelerator and I think it's done that for us as a business. So we're now speaking and learning so we get it per week or every two weeks. We, we always find some significant customer insight. Um, and uh, before YC, when we started in, in Q4 last year, you know, it would take weeks or months to to, to, to move as quickly. And, and whether that's being able to talk to to more folks because YC opens doors for you, um, you know, into potential customers or 
or just folks reaching out because you are in YC and, and they are looking for a solution in your space. It's just really accelerated um, the learning um, experience for us. And I would wholeheartedly recommend it. I've, I've met at least uh, six founders in, in, in my current batch that have done YC one or two times before. And so, um, but this time they're doing it in another vertical and just giving it another go at, at doing a business. Um, it, it's just a great platform for you to be able to launch a business. And, and if you're in the early days or maybe you've got a little bit of traction, but um, not as much as you'd like, I would, I would wholeheartedly recommend YC. Very cool. And it's, yeah, I'm sure you're going to get a, a ton of amazing lessons from all the experience um, and the experienced people that you're going to meet through YC. Um, but you also, I think you mentioned a couple of times, this is your second go round, right? So this is not your first rodeo. Um, I'm sure you learned a ton of lessons the first time when you launched your startup. What are some of the lessons that you did learn in that first experience that you're really trying to apply the second go around at, at map three? Um, so I think the biggest lesson is just to make sure you make a long-term bolt bet, even if the short-term market doesn't necessarily square with it. Um, that was the case for us when we did CoinFloor. Our thesis was Bitcoin was going to become a thing and folks needed a way to buy and sell it. And, and it wasn't a thing when we started, but if it did become a thing, you would, you would need exchanges. And, and that was our thesis for the UK crypto market in GBP. Um, I think with Map3, we are building towards a small set of customers that are currently in crypto today, but um, but really the price is trying to onboard, you know, the the companies, the fintechs, the neobanks, the more traditional finance folks, and giving them that infrastructure to interact with crypto. That hasn't happened yet in mass. Like we did some internal research that shows that only three to four thousand companies have crypto in their balance sheet. But just for context, like there's 95,000 like financial institutions that custody people's money all over the world. And so um, I think that is the main lesson, which is like, it is okay to make a long-term bet and, and be wrong in the beginning. Um, and it's hard. I think when you go through YC to like not get too um, frustrated about the fact that, you know, numbers aren't going up into the right. Uh, while you're in the batch, you know, before demo day or, you know, et cetera. And a lot of the YC companies um, early days didn't have that story of like, oh, we, you know, we joined YC and like every week we had a 30% week over week growth leading up to demo day where it all sort of came together. Um, a lot of companies in crypto like Coinbase, OpenSea, which they backed, struggled, right? In, the, in their first couple of years as a company. Um, and, uh, but but it, it's still that mindset of, you know, speaking to the customer, uh, focusing on the right thing, lo long-term fundamentals that that I think uh, really got them through. And um, that that is the biggest lesson I, I, I'm bringing from, from my CoinFloor days into our, my second startup. Well, you know, as a founder, it's a roller coaster for most of us. I suppose there's folks out there who are, total like i don't know rocks emotional rocks but um you know being an entrepreneur myself for many years um you know since i was in 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 college uh i i certainly can say that you know my experience is that it's been 
you know, a lot of ups and downs, you know, how do you as a founder personally deal with those ups and downs of startup life? Um, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's, it's the sort of thing where you sort of need to remind yourself that this is still a job, right? Um, and that's easier to think about when you're employed and you've got a paycheck coming in. And at the end of the day, someone else thinks about payroll. But um, for me, it's just being anchored in my personal life help, helps me remain, like put things into context in, in the startup life. At the end of the day, I am, you know, in some way sacrificing my personal life to do my startup. So I moved to the Bay Area or relocated for, for, for a short term to do YC and other things. But, um, you know, startups are just like a part of my life. They're a very important part of my life. But uh, whether it's exercise or, you know, mental health, friends, family, hobbies, I think having a connection to the, the real world is, is important. Because it helps you put, you know, shitty days or bad days into perspective. And also the highs, right? Like the highs can also be pretty terrible because then you're, you can't focus and, uh, and, 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 and maybe you focus on the wrong thing. So, um, yeah, just being grounded is, is my biggest challenge as a founder. But I think I can only do that because I've, I've got other stuff outside of the startup going on that I look forward to, you know, when I, when I end the workday. Yeah, that's that's a great perspective. I I mean, my personal experience in uh, the crypto world is the the highs are as hard as the the lows, right? Uh, when we were going through the crypto boom, the pace and just the pressure to to get products out there and to to compete in the market was as challenging as the the low spots, right? Where there was a lot of fud. So uh, having that balance and having that place that you can unplug. Uh, is is incredibly important, and I know you're you're a sailor, right? Uh, personally, you like to get out there on the ocean, so the Bay Area is a great great place to do that. So I hope uh, while you're out here, you you find some time to get out there and and enjoy the the ocean a bit more. Uh, but Amadeo, this has been great. I, we really appreciate you taking the time. We know you're super busy with YC and everything that's going on. Uh, I'm super excited uh, for you and for Phil and and Mark. Uh, you know, this is going to be a, a great experience and I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of success coming out of it. So thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, for those that want to learn more about you or follow you along in your journey and, and map three, uh, where's the best place to, to find you and to follow your progress? Um, thank you, Justin and, and, and George uh, and Justin for being a good friend and supporter throughout this journey. Um, if you'd like to find out more about MAV3 and how to integrate more crypto networks into your products, uh, you can visit MAV3.xyz um, and uh, check us out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Amadeo, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you.